Welcome back to Dukes Dukes for episode 38 for movie, TV, and pop culture discussions. I am here with Blaine. He's known for having a dog. He's doing trivia facts and question dance. He's wearing headphones this time so he can hear all the noise. And Will, who is movies, uh, Will, push the clap button. I made him know that. We even pushed buttons as well. Yeah, clap button. No, wait. Hang on. There it is. Clapping. I'm the only one without headphones. I can hear it. Blaine, is it clapping? Yeah. I accidentally did the laugh button first. <laughs> okay, I see how it is. Blaine, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, solid. All right, good well, how are you? I'm good. Solid. Epic. Okay, cool. So this week, we went through different movie decades. I picked a movie from the 1970s. Will picked a movie from the 1980s, and Blaine picked a movie from the 2000s. Drew, jump right into it. I picked uh, Smokey and the Bandit. So, Smokey and the Bandit. Bandit and Cletus are two truck-driving Southerners who accept a dare from Big Shot's Big and Little Enus to pick up a truckload of beer from Texas and return it to them with a within a specified amount of time. Picking it up is simple enough, but as they're leaving Texas, Bandit unwittingly picks up Carrie, a hitchhiking runaway bride who just left her groom at the altar. Her groom being Junior, the son of Buford T. Justice. And when Buford and Justice discover what has happened, they go on a high-speed pursuit across the southeast to catch the bandit. I've seen this movie. This was your guys' first time watching this movie. What are your thoughts? I had a great time. <laughs> I loved it. It was just a chase. And truckers. That was all it was. It was fun. Will did not like this movie. Will was not a fan. <laughs> I... I... I was severely disappointed. Oh, yeah, that's a shame. I I was I was very hyped up for it, um, and I was I was disappointed because I wanted more technical shots. Like I wanted them to lean into the moves that he was doing in his car, but most of the time it was just drift to turn around one eighty degrees and then take off the other way. Yeah, I feel like the movie was heavily relying on the lines. Exactly, which, which I, I enjoyed. No, I agree. But that's what it was. I may be at fault for looking at the movie for what I wanted it to be rather than what it is. But what it is is weird little lines from a very weird time. Because he's not like, he's like trying to be a rebel, but he's not really that much of a rebel. Who, Bandit? Yeah. He's like like a classic rebel. um, The vibe I got was he was just doing what he wanted. He wasn't trying to be a rebel. But it seemed like he was trying to make everybody think he was cool it felt like it like you know like original godfather like gangster vibes it's like hey we don't we don't kill women and stuff like that like those type of classic roles where they you know it all got crazy on like a completely different scale okay you know like but that that, that's the vibe i got like it's like it's like a classical type of you know villain like or a classical type of criminal okay yeah i i I can see that i just it, it it just did not hit for me because of the dialogue and the lack of cool tricks it was it was one trick over and over again. There were a couple cool stunts. That was neat, but it was a lot of just driving. Yeah, but I'm okay with that. That was a fun ride. Yeah, I, I like the vibes. The you know, the, I love the music. The music, the song's great. So with this movie, did you you just chose it because you like it, right? You didn't choose it to. Would you represent the decade with it? Uh, I mean, I, I I mean, I feel like it kind of. I mean, like there's so many different movies you can pick, but I mean, I thought this game was. I mean, it was really practical. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, wacky characters and music and stuff. I mean, it felt very, it just feels very 70s. Like, I mean, if you were to watch this movie, you'd be like, dude, this is the 70s. That's, well, I, I noticed when Cletus is like hopping into his truck after stopping at a gas station or whatever, he's wearing, you know, bell bottoms, that oh, yeah. flannel tucked in. He's got those 70s sideburns. Like, it's not like sci-fi or kind of goofier more to kind of be in the 80s, but it's, it's, 
it's like more advanced enough to realize it's not in the 60s. I'm like, this, this is the 70s. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it, because it's got the newer style of filmmaking. It's not, you know, the old classic, you know, real slow, yes, slow but it still feels, kind of But it still feels older yes. than the 80s. Yes, it does. It, I mean, it's of its time. Oh, yeah. It's very emblematic of that time. Especially with, I mean, it's all about the CB radio craze, which was right, right in there. That was some of my favorite parts. Just all the different random characters. I should be like, it's like, it's like, uh, hey, this is Big Mama. We're uh, we got some Sokies coming up on you, and just they just like like flip some cops over. It's fantastic. Yeah, I I wanted more of that, but I did I did like that. Or I guess it was Cletus where he just bumped the cop off the road. Oh yeah, I like that stuff. And there was the one guy who just ran into the door. He's like, you put Junior, put this in car. This is evidence. Back in the car, Junior. <laughs> I did. I, yeah. I I liked how the car, how Sheriff Justice's car, kept getting more and more destroyed as the movie went on, and they just kept driving he the just same kept car, going, and it, it was to the point where his son had to hold his hat on his head yeah. while they that were driving. Fun. That was fun. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love how. Like, I just also love how exaggerated the characters are. Like the villain cop guy is just like he's just so just the worst. Oh, he's evil, and his son is just so dumb. Yeah, that that. I don't know why that guy was just driving me nuts, man. Which the, one, the, the bad guy? The, yeah, Justice. You like Buford T. Justice of the no. Texas Sheriff's Department? No, because he didn't seem evil. He was just an asshole. Yeah, which I, I mean, I don't think I think evil was the wrong word to describe him because I mean, like he, I mean, he's still just a cop and he's trying to catch the guy, but he's also just like the worst. Yeah. yeah. So you're not supposed to root for him because even though Bandit's well, yeah. breaking the law, it's like well. Obviously, you want this guy who breaks the law to get caught if he's doing something legal, because, you know, laws or whatever, I guess. But, you know, it, <laughs> but it's like, oh, this cop is just the worst. Yeah. Like, if if Bandit got caught and Buford arrested him, you'd be like, dang it. Yeah, but I think it's more relatable that way, because people are like that. People are freaking assholes. So I, that's why it's more like not trying to be out of this world. It's oh, yeah. just an asshole. It is. I mean, it, it is. For the most part, it's very grounded. He's also yeah. very, he's, he's such an asshole to, like, other cops, too. I guess actually that's that's a good point. All the stunts and stuff are very grounded and I think I was hoping for something more cinematic. It's not a very cinematic. Well, it's movie. very low budget. Oh, really? I didn't did know it that. Did it do well? Oh, it did very well. Oh, okay, cool. It was second behind Star Wars that year. Really? Yeah. No, I I enjoyed it. Maybe and and I went into it not knowing anything or caring. Um and that's I think how, that's and what I, I think that's why I enjoyed it and yeah to your effect i think i liked it because it was so grounded it didn't feel flashy like when you when i thought of a chase right i go right to fast and furious what they do today with their chases and car stuff yeah and it's so exaggerated it's so exaggerated but it's and fun this was just because you know it's exaggerated right but this is like this is kind of grounded but, but like the whole truck scene where he's trying to hide on by the trucks yeah like i think a fast fast and furious where he like literally went under the truck and i was like oh is he gonna do this and this but no it was like he just switches lanes he was just switching lanes while all the trucks switched lanes and hit him while the cops went around it was all very slow like you know the trucks moving you see one like start moving up i mean the whole the whole thing felt pretty realistic overall oh yeah, yeah. like i don't think there's ever part of moves like well, i don't think you could do that it's like you could do all of it maybe the bridge jump but i feel like that's a feasible thing yeah especially in the car he had and i mean none of the cars randomly exploded Mm-mm. so that's pretty realistic even unfortunately the amount I guess, like that, for me well, a lot of the, <laughs> i was i wanted some explosions there were a lot of cars that like you know oh, rolled down cars. hills and oh they got the destroyed water. i just wanted them to go boom but but that's not realistic. So if 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 grounded is what you're going for, then don't do that. Yeah, this I'm this was a great movie. I, I loved it. I liked it. 
I just didn't love it. it oh, yeah. It, it didn't quite click with me in that way. But I did. I mean, I enjoyed it. For what it is, I think it's great. We're going to do facts uh, on your movie. What do you oh. got? You got anything? Put me on the spot. So the scene, uh, you know, where he's in the cafe where the, you know, he meets the Buford T. Justice and he's like, who are you trying to catch? He's like, oh, I'm trying to catch the bandits, son. Get me some of these uh, freaking sloppy joes and a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> So that was improvised, and that was just made up like on the fly that day. It's like these guys should like meet before the end. That'd be funny. That's funny. The uh, the song, the the one song that plays during the movie, like the Eastbound and Down, you know. So the uh, so they asked the guy to like you know write a theme for the movie, and he was like, okay, and he came back like a couple hours later with that song. Nice. What a badass. Because <laughs> I mean, the song's very simple. If you look oh, at the yeah. lyrics, it's just like eighteen wheeler rolling. Bandit's chasing him. Smokey's gonna get him. Like, <laughs> this is like, this is the movie. Yeah, but it's a vibe. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, most of Buford T. Justice's lines were improvised. Really? Yes. It's just like, he's just the worst. Just be an asshole. Just just be the worst. Well, all he has to say is, I'm gonna catch that some bitch. My son, I'm, I'm gonna punch your mama in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what a bad dude. Uh, according to the daughter of Alfred Hitchcock, this was a guilty pleasure movie for Alfred Hitchcock. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I don't understand that at all. Maybe because it was so just realistic in the parts that you didn't like, that made it more realistic. Maybe. I just, I'd be curious to see what Hitchcock, see, or what, like, what specifically he enjoys about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that is Smokey and the Bandit. Next we will do... We'll go to his decade since it's next. That right? is that is the order of years, Blaine. It is Videodrome. Well, I have a description of it, unless you would like to read the description. Be my guest. Okay. Uh, Videodrome. As the president of a trashy TV channel, Max Rain, played by James Woods, is desperate for new programming to attract viewers when he happens upon Videodrome, a TV show dedicated to gratuitous torture and punishment. Max sees a potential hit and broadcast the show on his channel. However, after his girlfriend auditions for the show never returns, Max investigates the truth behind Videodrome, and he discovers that the graphic violence may not be as fake as he thought. That's a pretty good description. I wrote that. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I read it. You certainly did. That's half the work right there. It was pretty good. Uh, mm, okay. Yeah, it's a quarter of the work. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, so, Thank you. so Videodrome. So right right there. We'll, we'll start with the description. What does that say about the 80s? Let's see. Conspiracy theories, the home media market, the, the rise of concern over violence and um, sex, sexual content in media. All these things that are still with us today started in the 80s, and I think that's what this movie represents. And then also a VR helmet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they did do that. He looked like RoboCop. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of did. Okay. What did you think? What, what did you think about this movie, Jack? I think what you were saying about the 80s makes 100% sense. Mm-hmm. And I think what you picked is a really good pick for the 1980s. Okay. I did not like this movie. Okay. <laughs> but I think it is a good pick, though. Okay. If that makes sense, because I get what it's doing, but it I, it's not for me. Well, it's a different type of movie. Is it the body horror stuff that you didn't? No, like? that doesn't bother me. I just like I just it's like I get it. Like I just don't care. Like I feel like this. I get I get the reaction that this movie wants me to get is the reaction that I get from when I watch They Live. Yeah. Okay. I just could not get on board with it. Like I get what it's doing and I understand it, but it's just like I just I didn't care. Okay. But I get why people would like it and I see why it's important, blah, blah you know. It it just didn't grab me. Yeah, I see this movie as one of the movies that are like a art more of an art piece and a message and 
Uh, yeah, I, I think. But I was I'm, I'm I mean, with like, you. It's not necessarily my favorite genre, but it, it's definitely more of an art piece message. I mean, I still. I mean, I was on board. I watched the whole thing, and I was, you know, I was like, I'm glad I watched this. But it's just like this. This is like it's going for like a lot, but I'm only like halfway there. So like, while I liked it, it, it wants me to like it more. Okay. But I didn't like it more. I will say it took. But me it wasn't th- bad. The first time I watched it, I was actually disappointed. Okay. And and. But then I just kept thinking about it and watched it again. Oh, it does and make again, you think. And again. Yeah. And you pick up all these extra little things uh, that they do. So, like, the the whole thing is there's a conspiracy theory with the people who make Videodrome, which is a show where people are strapped to a wall and whipped. But basically, Videodrome, the show, causes halluc- hallucinations in the viewer that then causes a tumor to grow in your head. You basically grow a new organ. And uh, those people that make Videodrome... One of them is stationed at Max's radio station. Yes. And that guy's so like, when you rewatch, you notice that like on the first time he's showing Max video, he's drone, like not looking, he's like looking at a screwdriver mm-hmm. and not looking at it. So there's a whole bunch of, bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. And I, cause I feel like it, cause like I liked the whole conspiracy stuff, but I feel like it, it sh- I feel like it would have, I feel like it should have been more mm-hmm. or not that it should have been, but like, I feel like I wanted more to like get more involved. Yeah. Cause it was just the two guys. Yeah. And I'm like. I feel like there'd be, you know, like, a bigger guy, or, you know, or something, or, like, it's a whole organization or something, or... I agree. That's that's exactly what I thought the first time I saw it. But as I go back to it, I think maybe there is, are more guys. We but just this don't is see just, them. Yeah, it's just the cell. This yeah. is that, um, what's his name? Barry Convex, the guy from Specular Optical, who eventually tells Max that he's like, we're the guys who make Videodrome. He's the guy who was, like, assigned to take care of Max. Because I'm guessing... There are other people out there that they are testing video drum signals on. Oh, yeah. Max is just the one They're that just a different the movie's branch. following. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Which, so, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I, I get the sense that there's something bigger going on. And I like the whole, when is reality a hallucination? When does, like, when does that actually start for him? Oh, yeah. When does he start seeing stuff? And what is real? Like, I mean, the whole ending is like, did that really happen? Did he really just shoot that guy with cancer bullets? And then he, the guy literally became a tumor? And, like, just started mutating on oh, the yeah. floor. Yeah. <laughs> Did that gun really just grow into his hand? That's But those are the ideas that I find fascinating, like, where a gun physically becomes part of you. Oh, I I, I thought the effects were awesome. So, but think of that as, like, like, now with your phone in your pocket. Like, you're so attached to this thing. That's what Cronenberg is fascinated with is is a connection between the body and technology, which nowadays we all are completely dependent on technology well and i think also the big point is the manipulation of the technology yeah exactly and and that's the whole point of the experiments right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. it's like they're trying to figure out how we can manipulate for political reasons for a reason it has something you don't it has a philosophy and i I think that and i don't know how much how much was intentional to be so on the dot but it was so on the dot of how it affects us today and the one thing that stuck out, the big thing I, I watched rewatching it at the end, I don't know why I didn't catch this, but like when he shoots himself and then it, the TV blows up and then he shoots himself again. And it, it, that just him shooting himself again, it's like the TV is telling him what to do. And then he was like, oh, I should do that or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know why that hit so well, differently. Just rewatching mindlessly it, like, doing whatever the media tells you, which exactly. is the whole where he is like, they call the effect the stomach vagina, That which I, I love that effect. I think that's like one of the coolest effects ever when he's in the couch and then he stands up and he's got his hand in his stomach, but it's 
it's a wide shot. So you just see James Woods with like his hand in his stomach. And I don't know how they did it, but it's like, it looks great. But anyway, the video drone makers come to Max and they start putting VHS tapes that breathe into him. Like they're programming him, you know, it based off of what media he's seen. And of course it's, it's part of the eighties because of its wealth of practical effects, the TV breathing. And, and I, that I, I love that cool. shot where it's, it starts breathing and then he touches it and veins spring up. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's like, there's a weird subsexual thing going on between him and his TV set, like a ritualistic experiment ex- experience, which is like that. That's we're still doing that now. You know, you come home from work and, and watch TV. It's like, that's your your priority. You're addicted to it. Look at that TV. It's on right there. Yeah. yeah. Looney Tunes show. It. Oh, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> yeah. That's the I biggest just, thing is the that's, message. Exactly. Which is why I picked this. I don't think it's the best movie of the 80s. It's one of my favorites. Uh, well, same as Smokey it, and the Bandit. Yeah. Yeah. Videodrome hits for me. It, I absolutely acknowledge that it, it, it's definitely not for everybody. And you're absolutely right. It is more of an art piece. But it, it's got all those themes of what make movies in the 80s and just the themes of the 80s in general what the public was thinking and all that with you know the red scare communism happening because they're still in they're, they're in the end of the cold war something i wanted to mention is it's about adventure too he goes on this adventure which movies in the 80s were like all centered around adventure like even the breakfast club which i watched this week they're Ooh, stuck in that so one good. little school but they go on adventures just conversation adventures where they're just talking to each other and learning the little adventure where they go to get Bender's weed from his locker. It's the, the 80s were all about adventure, but used in a whole bunch of different ways and to tell different, more skeptical stories than previous decades because angst started to become a thing. Young people started to feel angst, not quite as much as the 90s where it became more popular, but there was, there was definitely some unrest. The 80s had a fascination with the not purely good, the anti-hero. Yeah. Kind of the you know the yeah. rise of the anti-hero. Cool. Any uh, facts you want to... So, Nikki Brand, his girlfriend, they don't, they don't really have a label for it in the movie, but Nikki Brand, his his lady friend, is, um, if you've ever heard of the singer Blondie, that's <gasps> Blondie. Blaine, you've heard a Blondie song before. Yeah. It was in The Boys. Yeah. Soldier Boy sings a Blondie song. It's pretty great. I love Deborah Harry's voice, so I don't even want to hear that. But yeah, so that's that's Deborah Harry. The effects were done by Rick Baker, who was very famous. He he does like he he did effects for a ton of famous famous movies like um American Werewolf in London. Oh, that's that, a good movie. I've seen that, that movie. Werewolf changing Same. thing. It's it's you know, it's that guy who did the stomach vagina. <laughs> no, the effects were really good. I thought that was my favorite part of the movie. Um the the ending where he goes to that ship. That was just written on the day. They didn't have an ending. They kind of, he, Cronenberg had a script for the movie, but he's very collaborative. So like anybody suggesting ideas, if he's like, ooh, that would fit, he'll put that in. So he was working with like James Woods and stuff. He's like, what do you think we should do? And they just found that abandoned boat up in Toronto because this movie is also Canadian. I didn't think the ending was bad, but it was kind of just like, okay. Yeah. That, like, the I, first like, time I, I saw it, I was like, that's it? Like, I mean, like it, the ending wasn't bad at all, but him just like going to the boat, I was like, this is. I mean, like, it, it's not bad, but it's like, this is just odd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the boat setting. I mean, is a whole movie. The boat setting odd. is kind of odd, but it makes sense just with the decrepitness of, of where he is. Like, he's just, he's, he's completely devolved. Yeah. I was going to say the way I felt, why it felt more like he was homeless, lost, done. And it, I lost like, my cable. That, that was the point of it. Like, he was, in his mind, he is so controlled, there's nothing left of him. Did you like this movie more the second time, Blaine? I caught more. I appreciated it more. I, I think I viewed it differently. Okay. Because I was looking 
more so for the message mm. than the what it was looking like. Yeah, well, that is that's video drum. Yay! Woo! Woo! That was on plane. I'm, I'm a fan of all these movies. I think we all picked actually really good movies, even though I didn't like all the movies. I'm like, this is no, this is a this solid is... week. So sure. did you have did you have the same thing that I had with Smokey and the Bandit, where like you. Like, I, I like it, and I appreciate Smokey the Bandit, but, like, it's, it's not for me. I don't love it. I didn't think everybody was going to like Smokey the Bandit as much as they did. Like, I just thought it would be like, this is fun. Mm-hmm. I did, but, like, how yours makes you think more, Smokey the Bandit makes you think less. But the, mm-hmm. it's also, like, a good set period of the time period, you know? So I, I think they're a lot alike in the ways that they're just, like, a culmination of everything. And next we have Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. Blaine from Movie Pick the 2000s. Blaine, I have a description unless you would like to read it. No, go for it, man. All right. Preston, Idaho's most curious resident, Napoleon Dynamite, lives with his grandma and his 32-year-old brother, in parentheses, who cruises chat rooms for the ladies <laughs> and works to help his best friend Pedro snatch the student potty president title from mean teen Summer Wheatley. First time, It's the first time I've ever seen this movie. It's been so long. I, I was probably in high school when I last saw it. Dude, rewatching it, the jokes just hit so much harder. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I was loving it. Great comedy. It's such if a you gem of a it, movie. Just go watch it. God, so good. I didn't vibe with it. No? I didn't really like it. No? I liked parts of it a lot. I just like when like there's parts of me that just really dragged. That's very it's and a I slow, wish I li- I wanted to like it a lot. If I were like, to describe it, it's a slow, awkward comedy. And and that's the point of it. That's I, I love comedies like this that are it's a kind of a character study of a small town. I, I think that's just so interesting because you set up the because the comedy comes from the interactions between the characters. It's it's like it's the anti Christmas vacation. Yes. Whereas that is joke, 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 you know, singular, these singular things. Whereas Napoleon Dynamite, all these jokes are within a context. Yeah. I mean, they're pulling everything from that little town. Yes. Like the stories and the atmosphere, like it all makes sense to that town. And then they make it funny. Oh, the, the when the jokes happen, the jokes are hilarious. I've Yeah. But like for me, it's just like in between the jokes, I'm just like, ah, like I want something more. But no, I, I did. Yeah, I don't want to say that I didn't like it because I, I did like it a lot. It's just I wanted to like it more. It's the same thing with Videodrome. Like I'm glad I watched it. It was great. But I was just like, it just it's always one of those things. It's like the Pauline Dynamite. It's fantastic. And I'm watching. I'm like. It's good. And I've never seen it before, so I don't have, like, the connection to it, I guess. And, and it was such a budget film. It was an indie film. It had no budget, but oh, yeah. it did so well, which I, oh, I think is, yeah. it, it's just got so much character to it because of the fact that it used everything it could on such a low budget. Oh, yeah. I mean, the build-up, like, like, the Tina joke is hilarious. I'm pretty sure this was filmed in, like, 22 days. Oh, my gosh. Holy cow. So what, what, what does this movie represent about... Uh, your decade, Blaine, the 2000s. I, I See, I, I think I approached it a little differently. The reason why I decided this movie was because it was one of the movies I just remember being present in my 2000s. Okay. I remember it being everyone talking about it, everyone loving it. Um, it represents the... And, and because it utilized what it had, and it was so, like, not going above and beyond, it was using what the town had, it utilized what 2000 had. And that's what I felt. Like, it, it was... Just what we were and what we could come up with in the time. It's kind of pure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's like exactly it, it, what it, I, yeah. it kind of just feels like you're a fly on the wall in this small town in 2004. And I think you picked. Yeah, I think you picked a good movie, but I don't think 
because it, it, it came out in the 2000s, but I don't think that it represents the 2000s and 2010s well enough. I think it's more of like 95 to like 2005. Okay. I can see that. It's like early 2000s, more than the whole two. But I mean, it, you, you're not wrong. I'm just saying if I had to pick if well, at the beginning, I mean, it came out in the beginning half, so it obviously came out in the beginning half. Yeah, and if, if you look at my movies, I feel like there's a, a shift in the 2000s oh, yeah. to where it's more the blockbuster mm-hmm. at the later end where you start seeing stuff like as big as Avatar, and then you start at the beginning with something like that, and it's because it's that boom of all the the digital and our advancement. So it, it really is split. Yeah, it was weird. Anything else we want to talk about before I uh, shoot some facts at you? Shoot away. All right, let's go. Bam. bam. I have my hands up. I know I'm shooting you. Bam. No, I have my hands up. Don't shoot me. Oh, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like I said, it was an indie film. So uh, once um, Fox agreed. So Fox agreed to distribute this. Um, I think is because it said Paramount in the uh, opening credits. Yeah, is, so is, mustard. I don't know why it said Fox in my facts. That's why I was confused. Is it must have been? It wasn't. It was in my facts, but it wasn't in the opening credits. It was Paramount. Contradicting myself there. Paramount um, was written. In, Paramount Pictures was written in mustard on a plate. We didn't talk about the opening right. credits, but I like the opening. Well, credits. I'm about to talk about it. So that, that's <laughs> oh, what this yeah, fact is that about. That stuck so, out to me because I'm like, this is it's unique. It's not just words. This is it's weird. So they didn't. They didn't have opening don't like credits. This. They didn't have opening credits until they had the distributor, right? So he they needed to do this really quick. Um, it was done in two days. Nice. And it was done by uh, Kip, the <laughs> dude who played Kip. And he, he created this the whole opening credit in two days. And it was, so I thought this was fun. So it did all the food and then it opened the Velcro wallet and stuff. All the food represents what people ate in the movie. So you will be able to find the food in the movie somewhere. Ooh. Um, I thought that was fun. So That's what I was thinking this time. I was like, when the opening credits were going, I was like, that looks like the food that they eat. Yeah. Just like the quality. Because all the food they eat looks very low quality. And it's so funny. It's um, because it was such a budget film, like that scene with the nachos. Yeah. When they're doing the cheese, um, you can, between takes, they uh, don't have enough money for a big block of cheese. So they're using the same cheese through every single take. So as it jumps, you see the cheese just randomly get smaller and smaller (laughs) because they have to use the same cheese for every take. (laughs) Yeah. So I I thought that was funny. Um, Napoleon and Pedro, uh, 26, 31 ages respectively so pedro was 31 years old and napoleon was 26 um playing high schoolers i was gonna say he <laughs> nice. that guy came on screen i'm like dude this is the scene from bench warmers when that one guy just comes up and he's got that thing he's got that fake birth certificate written in crowns as i'm 10 but he's <laughs> yeah. like a 25 year old man playing in a little league game nah, he was all he's like a 30 year old man yeah <laughs> that's funny um yeah so i thought that was funny um john heater or he- heater is that his name uh the dude who played napoleon he did all the drawings. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I think there was one drawing he didn't do, which was the unicorn. But like the portrait of the... Uh, Trisha. Trisha. He did. It took him 30 <laughs> minutes to do. <laughs> 30 minutes for that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's too he, much time. He did all the drawings. I thought that was so funny. And and on top of that, so initially, he was only paid $1,000. Dang. Because it was such a low-budget film. And I think they paid him more once it did so well. But he was initially offered 1000 bucks. So what he agreed to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then and then he, he went on to be in a couple movies. He was I in mean, Benchwarmers and then... Made him um, big. Like Blades of Glory. He hasn't... I don't know if he's been doing indie movies, but um, I haven't seen him in a while. I'm more with the food. Next fact is uh, Uncle Rico. So he's not a vegetarian, but he's not a fan of steak. But for the... The film, he 
has obviously steak. had to eat steak. So um, he was he was committed and he kept eating steak. But you can see, so there was one scene where he where the throwing the steak scene. Um, when he sits back down, you can slowly catch it. He takes steak out of his mouth and throws it away because he doesn't like steak. Huh. So if you catch it, he'll he'll be spitting it out. So um, and with that scene with throwing the steak, it took him four uh, four tries, four shots to hit him. Yeah, epic. And it bruised his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's getting hit by a freaking slab of meat. Yeah. So, okay, and then I'll, I'll end it with this fact. So, um, oh, no, I got two more facts. Uh, so, Napoleon, uh, the dude who played him, uh, three takes to do the dancing. They only did three takes because they ran out of film. So, they had to cut and choose the best parts from each dance scene. That was the, and, that was and the big he did almost all the choreography. Chorger- choreography. God damn it. Say it for me. Cartography. Choreography. Thank you. <laughs> he made a map. Boom. He did both. He danced and mapped the dance. Boom. Anyways, he did it all himself. Um, and that was like the best part of the whole scene. I and agree. It, and they did oh, it in yeah. three takes. And I've seen that clip before, and I was just kind of just waiting for that the whole movie. Um, and then I'm going to end it with, um, they cited, this at this t- at the time period, I don't know if it, how true it is now, um, this is the most cited cast ever, because they cite Every single student, every single cameo, everything. So they had over 187 ca- um, c- citations of the people that were in it. And then they also even cited the orthodontics guys that helped with the braces on Kit. That's awesome. <laughs> because they had two people that came in and did uh, the braces for Kit for that, huh. for the role. <laughs> and they, they cited everybody. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. And then the budget was 400K and the gross uh, within the year was... Uh, for 44 million wow oh my gosh boom i love Killed that it. i love that a tiny tiny little movie that's just a passion project that is this blows the, up i love it is this the biggest movie to like percentage wise budget profit no halloween cost less but it's 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 even been beat by blair witch which okay. cost like fifty thousand. uh-huh and made millions 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 oh, yeah. dang because it was just that was just shot on a little camcorder in the 90s in the wood they didn't use lighting they just there's three people in the woods. We can do a canoe and So if I have to just pick between your guys, I'm going to pick... I'm probably going to pick Wills. I was going to say, you said you weren't a big fan of either, so... I'm very confused. <laughs> I'm picking Wills. Because I don't know. I just... I don't know. Because, I mean, they're both... They, all three of these movies, I think, equally just work for what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But I... I don't know if Will's just hits harder for the 80s for me. Because, I mean, if I had, if I'd went in, because, I mean, I thought Napoleon Dynamite came out in the 90s. And when you said 2004, I was like, oh, okay. But, I mean, it wasn't bad at all. But that, I mean, that's. So you you nuked Napoleon? I'm nuking Napoleon Dynamite. But, I mean, I, it could go either way for me. Yeah. I'm, in the moment, I feel like. Which one do you think about more? Which one's sticking with you more? <sighs> See, but, like, from, like, actually thinking about the movie is Videodrome. But I'm. More glad that I watched Napoleon Dynamite, but I preferred to watch Videodrome. Like it's a mix of both. Like I don't get it for like the I actual movie. Some conflicting emotions. Well, for the actual movie, I'm glad I watched Will's, but for like knowing the references and actually like seeing this movie to relate to other people. Now I'm now, confused because you said you were just glad you watched Blaine's. So now, now but I'm I don't lost. know. But I yeah. don't know. Oh, that's the whole point. He's confusing. This is what his movies do. <laughs> They're like a love hate relationship. 
Um, they're like, God damn, that's good, but I fucking hate this. <laughs> that's yeah. that's accurate. That is what my movies do. But I didn't really like this one either. But like, I was still just like, I mean, that was a neat watch. I would exactly. never go. I, I don't yeah. know if I'd go back and watch it. I do like going. Look at this weird thing I found. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't know if I'd watch Napoleon Dynamite again either. I enjoyed it watching it five six years later. So yeah. five six years, we can watch it again. I think you'll appreciate it. We'll see y'all in twenty twenty seven. Yeah, I'll, I'll add that to my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> I'll add it to my calendar for you. Why? Wait, what? I'll remind you. I okay. You. I was about to say, why would I want my reminder on your calendar? Because it will remind me, and then I'll remind you. I'll come over. I'll hold a whole poster. Anyways, moving on. Duke, Duke and Nuke. Okay. Um, <laughs> Go okay. ahead, Will. Yeah, I mean, my Nuke is going to be Smoking the Bandit. I, I really like... I mean, Videodrome is like right under Blade Runner and the thing for me, but again, it's a, I acknowledge that it's a completely personal thing, but I really like Napoleon Dynamite because oh, yeah. it is... I enjoy just being the fly on the wall and hanging out with those characters. And I enjoy even the, the, the boring parts. I, I just like that small little Texas town. What can I say? Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's just, it didn't grab me as hard. That's fine. And, yeah. and that's fair. And I think um, re-watching it, you know what to expect. Yes, because this was be my grabbed. first time watching it. And I knew exactly what I was going into, and I could appreciate every second. I remember being a kid when I first saw this, just being very confused. I was like, where is everything? Because like, you look out the front of his house, and I'm like, there's nothing there. How do they get anywhere? Yeah. You know? I, I, I Just being very confused by the geography. Because I, like, I was like, I've never seen like geography like this. There's freaking mountains behind their playground. What? Yeah, I think I think my reaction to the point out was the same one that you had to smoke in the band. You just wanted more. Yeah. Both of you were expecting too much. Possibly. I, I went in. It happens. Just chilling. Um, <laughs> anyways, I uh, I think I'm going to go with um, just Duke nuking. Your movies are not touching Napoleon because I'm biased, and that's kind of what you guys did. So what I'm going to do is I think I have to nuke Smokey in the band. Really? And this what? is not because it's a better movie. This is because I fucking just... Loved it, and in the moment, I would rewatch that before Videodrome. Blaine, you said Nuke. You, you I meant said Duke. Nuke. I meant Duke. Okay. I 100% Duke. We were very confused. 100% Duke. I was so confused where you were going to take that. <laughs> I apologize. I'm duking. Will and I just looked at each other and like, <laughs> like what's going Blaine's on? Been t- Blaine's been, Blaine was like jumping up and down watching Smokey in the band. I love Smokey in the band. And he's like, he's like, I gotta nuke it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I, I got too I thought far he was ahead. gonna say something real profound about, vid- about Videodrome. I was excited. I, I actually was too. If he was gonna turn that around, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Totally messing with your minds. Uh, I'm duking yours, Jack. <laughs> said it so condescendingly <laughs> what is wrong with you thanks for picking a good movie jack <laughs> you should have read my mind and not listened to my words God. i'm sorry i i i loved um no. smoking bad so i'm duking that i'm gonna I, nuke quills because uh i i don't know if i would go back and watch it over and over again but you already I, did ah, I, I got I did. you i i appreciate everything it did though and I appreciate what it was saying. Like it was a, like I said, it was an art piece to me. This is the cat, another it, week of there's just nothing bad. No, it was a good week. All right, uh, next. Thingy. Well, we would be doing trivia and facts, but, but we already, we already did, did trivia. And we facts. did a little differently. So today. will you do a question dance for us? Epic. Moving on. It was a chill one. It's gonna be the shortest timestamp in history. Do you timestamp the individual question dance? No, just oh, you just should. the segment. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> timestamp <laughs> just something they can't see. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Look harder. <laughs> you gotta really listen. You gotta listen to the cushion motion, man. 
You can hear my hoodie. The cushion smushing. The cushion smushing. <laughs> hear the hoodie uh, press against his skin. All right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Buffalo Bill. <laughs> it rubs the hoodie on its skin. <laughs> what size hoodie are you? <laughs> okay, what are we watching? www.watching. Do-do-do-do-do.watching. Uh, I watched a bunch of stuff this week. I watched a movie called Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk, a.k.a. Better Call Saul. Nice. It's like John Wick. But, like, his family doesn't die, and his house gets robbed, and he's like, well, I gotta go fight this Russian mob to get my stuff back, and he's like an ex-like gangster sort of guy or something. It was just pretty, I liked it a lot. It was fun. Cool. It, it, it's more of a tame John Wick, I guess. It's it's the same team as John Wick. Okay. Um, it's I mean, still, I'm, I'm curious, I just, it's not at the top of my list, but I'd check it out, yeah. It's still R, but it's like a softer John Wick. Oh. But it's not, like, soft as in, like, it's less, like... I mean, it's still, like, very gruesome and stuff, but, like, just less people get shot. But it's, it's more hand-to-hand combat than gun action. That's kind of a shame, because John Wick is, like, the perfect amount of, like, gore. I was gonna say, that's what makes John Wick so freaking like, it's, amazing. It's, it's just... It's, it's realistic. Yeah. Like, it, we were talking, you know. But it's less, but it's also a shorter movie. It's only, like, an hour and a half. So, like, it percentage-wise, it's probably the same. But I can only remember, like, while, like, a John Wick would have four or five action sequences, this only had, like, three to four. Okay. That that that's what I mean by that. But okay, it's it, not, it, it was it's a not... solid casual watch, and it had Christopher Lloyd in it. He plays a uh, Bob Odenkirk's dad. Oh. Love it. It was great. I had a good time. It was it was definitely. I'm glad I watched it. He's the Doctor from Back to the Future, Blaine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was for the audience, not me. <laughs> You're welcome. That's the audience thanking you. Okay, moving on. What um, else did you watch, bro? I also watched a movie called Megan. M3gan. Oh, no. M3gan. Yes, I watched M3gan, the, the new AI robot doll movie. <laughs> Creeps me out, man. Uh, I was uh, it was more interesting than a good movie. It, it, it was just a solid movie. It, the movie is basically just like this lady builds a robot doll and it's just an AI robot and it becomes, you know, like it's trying to protect this little girl and it'll do anything to protect this little girl. So like this dog bit this little girl. Well, that dog's dead. So it's not coming back, but it was, it was a really interesting movie. It, this, it made me think a lot. Well, I don't even know if it made me think it was more of just like a, it just made it feel like a very real, you know, AI stuff is getting more and more possible. And it's just like, Oh God, this, this get bad. Did it give you, yeah. so is it kind of like a video drum feeling where you were like, I appreciate what it's going for, but the actual movie. That, that's isn't... what I was going to say. This made me feel while it was a less movie while video drum didn't make me feel, even though I wanted to feel and video drum is a better movie. Because the movie itself is just very basic, but the ideas behind it are very interesting. Gotcha. Okay, but they didn't quite execute. <sighs> but I mean, like the execution of it's fine. It's just because if it was just like it's just a middle movie, but mm. it had, but it had, just, it's such a good idea. But sadly, it's just like a middling, you know, just script with it. I, I don't know. Like it just felt like all subpar besides the idea. Because the idea and like the actual use of the robot is just it's so interesting of how it like evolves and does things. And because I mean, it's not dumb. Like it's very smart on how everything happens and it's like everything it's not like a movie where you see ai and it's like well what why did this ai robot do that thing it's like everything the ai robot could have done in the movie it did exactly what it needed to and there's stuff that it pulls back from like the beginning of the movie it's like hey this person you did this so i'm gonna frame you for that blah 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 and i'm like oh that's so good dang but it was a you fun would, watch you might like a movie from 2014 called ex machina Ooh. which is about like an ai robot and stuff but i've heard of it i haven't watched it though yeah it's pretty cool yeah no but i'm glad i watched mithrigan because <laughs> the robot doll is called Megan Blaine. And no, it's, I got it. It's, it's Model Three Generation something, so well, they call it there, Megan. It's like a three and well, yeah, but that's why the, they call it Megan. It's a Model Three Generation. 
and they M- M3 Gen something. Yeah, that's what oh. I call it. Mithrigan. All right, what else? You uh, what else I watched? Ooh, I watched a movie called Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner and Morgan Freeman. From, ah. And this is, I mean, it's the same. Like it's the same as every Robin Hood story, but this is like, this is. I feel like this is what Men in Tights was based off. And I'm like, oh, this is great, because it was my first time watching it. But I've seen Men in Tights. And Men in Tights is like the Mel Brooks comedy version, kind of like how Spaceballs is Star Wars. But this was just, oh, this is a fun little Robin Hood movie. That's exactly, I, I saw it years ago, mm-hmm. like when my family first got Netflix. Like that was the one of the first things. I was like, ooh, Robin Hood, that'll be cool. And yeah, I, w- I was like, that was fun. My f- and now I've found my favorite part of every Robin Hood movie is just figuring out who plays King Richard at the end of the movie. Because <laughs> in Mel Brooks's, it was uh, Patrick Stewart. And I'm like, that's amazing. And in this, it was Sean Connery. Oh, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing! That's hilarious!" So that every, now every time I see a Robin Hood movie, it's like, "Who will be King Richard?" Because that is the best <laughs> part of the movie. Because they just pull out some just super famous guy, and they're just like, "For two seconds, two yeah. seconds, <laughs> just just bless the wedding and end the movie." And shame King John. <laughs> yes, uh, I watched um, the entirety of the Looney Tunes show. It's so good. I told Blaine to watch it. It's a very witty writing, and it's a very modern adaptation of the characters. It's. It's right there on the screen. Well, it's it's a blast. I've seen it. I like it. It's a shame that it got canceled or ended after two seasons, though. It was only out for three years. But no, it was a fun time. I've seen most of it, but then I just watched it all through, and I was like, what a solid time. Just looking at the screen, I might watch that this week. Dude, it it's is. Just, it's a good, you're right. <laughs> I totally agree. It's so, the writing is so funny. It's really so, good. So the main, they're living in, like, the ha- Daffy and Bugs are, are roommates in a house. Yeah, so, so they got to deal the, with, like, rent and stuff. So Daffy's just the deadbeat roommate, and they bring in all the Looney Tunes characters, but they're just, like, actual people, but they're still their Looney Tunes characters. Right. So their next-door neighbor's, like, Yosemite Sam, so he's just doing Yosemite Sam things, but he's just, like, the annoying neighbor you'd have in real life. Right. Speedy Gonzalez owns a pizza place. Yep, and he lives in a mouse hole in Bugs Bunny's house. Yeah. It's it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> it is so much fun. It, it kind of gives me, like, Mystery Incorporated vibes just yes. in, in the way that it revived the franchise for a yes. modern era i like, need to watch in a, both of those in a really good way normally oh, yeah. when you say like revived for a modern era normally i hate that kind of thing but like it, this when is it's done you, right this, it's this really is how you good. do it this is how you do it yeah do episode of the bad batch uh blaine did you watch all of star wars the clone wars i've seen most of it do you remember the zillow beast the uh, big robot the big monster big monster but they brought back the zillow beast it was great okay yeah, it was I, an unfinished arc from clone wars they brought back in bad batch it was great okay uh that 70s show i finished season three i did it yay got five more if i finish the whole thing how's it going i like it I, i'm still vibing a lot with it uh it's a good time i want to finish the whole thing just to say that i finished it but I mean, right now, I'm still okay with it. I mean, if it gets bad later, but I don't know if it gets bad later. Has Tommy Chong showed up yet? Who? The record store owner? Has yes. Gone to- okay. Yes. I love him. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah, Donna has a job there. Vinland Saga is still happening. Uh, the Mandalorian, it's back. Season three, it's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I was I was kind of, you know, after Boba Fett, I was like, ah. And after Obi-Wan, I was like, ah. But Andor is good. Andor is good Star Wars. Mandalorian is back to good Star Wars still. Are you liking it more than two? Uh, well, it, it, I mean, it was the first episode, so I'm not sure yet. There's, but, yeah, there's not a lot to go on. But. but apparently episode two is really good for people that have seen both episodes so far. Like they said, episode one is worse than... But I mean, it's really... I mean, they bring back a lot of practical effects. It's... It, it, I, I was surprised at how much practical stuff they do. I was telling, well, there was a scene where like they have a robot and it does like the arm crawling thing like in Terminator. It's all Ooh. practical. They have little Babu Frick guys, you know, like the little guys yeah. from episode nine. Like... Uh, baby Yoda like he picks one up and he's holding it is it still moving like I don't even know they did that that must be just its own little robot just have it just have the motors just flail around yeah just spinning so it's going yeah that's how they did um so Jim Henson the Muppet guy he had a show called Fraggle Rock and they have the you know the normal puppets the hand puppets but then they also had these 
tiny little guys that were like six inches tall that were all each individual robots yep. that they could control like the heads moving and all the arms and stuff. So it it's probably just like a little little robot skeleton. And it probably is. Send to just, but it, I mean, because I was afraid that this is going to be, you know, bad because like, mm-hmm. a lot of Star Wars now is bad, but I'm like, it's still good. So Star Wars still has some gems, even though like it's still bad. I'd rather it all be good, but I'll take what I can get. I hope they end it at the right time and they don't squeeze too hard in it. Yeah, yeah. And they flop it. Uh, and that, that's it for me. Blaine, what'd you watch? Good. Um, I finished the Godzilla and King Kong. The, Ooh. I, it's not a trilogy. Four? What would you call four? The, the new canon. The new canon. So I finished, I watched uh, Godzilla uh, King of Monsters and um, Godzilla vs. King Kong. I enjoyed them. It was a good time. Uh, I went through that vibe of just watching all those movies. I still, King Kong is my favorite versus Godzilla. And like, I like King Kong character more. Yeah, you so like I enjoy, Island. Yeah. So I like Godzilla versus King Kong more than King of Monsters. But uh, good times. Um, also, we are on season seven of Parks and Rec now. Oh, last season. Half season. So they, they jump They jump in the future there. Um, I'm not vibing with it as much, but I'm ready. I like I still love all the characters, so we'll see how they end it. Um, and then I started Cowboy Bebop. I was like, without I, me, I know. <laughs> I'm I just like I've had it so long. I gotta watch this, yeah. man. So I'm trying to get through it. And I, uh, God, it's good. Yeah, you would like it. All right, it's good. So I, I'm a quarter of the way through because I've got the discs, and there's four discs. So I've watched the first disc. Fantastic. I just watched a '90s movie called Dragonheart mm-hmm. this week. Um, oh, you I loved it. I saw I your letterbox review. Uh, <laughs> don't they have um, three of those there's like five i've, I've seen there's number three it was bad so the first one it's dennis quaid and the guy who plays professor lupin in harry potter is the bad guy and then there's a giant early 90s cgi dragon that is voiced by sean connery um and not only is it early 90s but it was lower budget cg so oh boy it's rough the, the dragon is is really rough, and also Dang. the plot is weird. So basically, there's the dragon gives half his heart to save the the prince of this like land, and then the prince goes grows up to be a dick, and that's about it. Epic, okay. epic. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really like it. I saw your view, and I was like, oh, he didn't like that one. No, I love dragons, but some of those dragon movies really flop. They just don't do it right. Yeah, see, I don't want. He he's like talking to the dragon a lot, and they're like friends, and it's just it's just weird. They're not saying anything important. Yeah, I feel like and it's 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 really bizarre because he was going around killing all the dragons because he's mad at the dragon who gave his heart to the king and then made him bad because this knight played by Dennis Quaid was like the king's mentor, so he's like vowed to kill all the dragons since he thinks they turned him evil. Interesting. Yeah. That'd be like if so. You then know. and then he gets to the last dragon, who is the dragon who gave his heart to the king, and then they just like team up. Be like if which like which is weird. Colonel Sanders befriended like a talking chicken. Like, what are you doing there, man? Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's really weird. And then and the dragon helps that guy uh, stage dragon attacks on towns so that he can get money. So they just pretend to kill the dragon. They just like shoot like a giant spear at him, and he just like catches it and pretends to fall in the water. Epic. Uh, that happens once. <laughs> Money. That's weird. It's a, there's a lot of just meandering. There was, there was a low budget. They had to they had to use the same cup of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it just in the sword fighting is like just uh, 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 uh. like real slow and uh, yeah. I could see how this would be somebody's guilty pleasure, but it's not a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it for me. All right, I'm watching that. <laughs> Are we ready for news? Ooze, woos, and mostly ooze. Probably yeah. probably usually all ooze. Ready for my ooze.
Let's go. All right, all right, all right. First thing in news. This month, March 2023, Bruce Willis will have his final film. He announces it for this month. It's a movie called Assassin. It's his last movie because he has a disease or something that he's he can't think dementia, of dementia, I believe. Oh. I didn't think, I thought it was something other than that. I thought it was something where he couldn't like read. It could be like a dementia type thing, but I don't think it's technically dementia. Okay. But it's something like that. Okay. So I'll take your word for it. I don't I don't know. Succession will officially end after season four. People like that show. I, I don't haven't know seen anything it, about it. But apparently it's good. So you know how we have Cocaine Bear? Yes. You know we have might have like uh like other shark movie cocaine? You know they're making that movie? No. Ew. Okay, well separate from that. They're making another movie now. It's called Meth Gator. <laughs> Meth Gator. Look at Meth Gator. Look at that picture of Meth Gator. Dude. Yeah. So apparently there was a <laughs> It's so dumb. <laughs> I love or it. my bet it's gonna be called attack of the meth gator ah forgot what it was gonna do i really hope they do it in the style of 50s b movie and just make it like a crappy miniature puppet or something oh yeah that would i see i'd love that more than just you know bottom barrel cgi gator oh yeah i'd love it if it was practical but terrible that's hilarious uh, zendaya who stars in euphoria just signed a new contract she's gonna be making one million dollars per episode that's a lot of money that is a lot of money what are they on i don't know i don't watch drugs drugs in two months deadpool 3 will begin filming yay woo I don't Deadpool know. I was, I was not a fan of Deadpool two. I liked Deadpool two. There was some good comedy, but I just did not like the plot. Yeah, I think I think we're kind of over that edgy humor. Yeah, I don't know how it's gonna do. <laughs> I I think that they gave it a good plot. I trust Ryan Reynolds to make mm. a good movie. <laughs> it's made some bad shit. No, I trust him. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I trust him. He's right. a vibe. Oh, Will, you're gonna be loving this. Probably not. Uh, Warner Bros. reportedly reworking the Lord of the Rings franchise into a massive cinematic universe. Yeah, I don't love that. Epic. Get ready. Ew. Blaine, you're famous for loving uh, Rings of Power. Opinions? I, like, why? There's so much. And, and the, the, the part that hurts is they're not going to use the universe that's already been created. They're going to do whatever the hell they want. They're not actually going to. They're just going to do their own thing, and it's not going to be good. Correct. Like, they got so much lore and content you could use. Such a shame. All right. Well, you're going to love this one, actually. Probably not. No, you will. You will. Uh, have you seen Dune? Yeah, I've seen the Dune. So there was going to be a. A Dune Sisterhood prequel spinoff series. It okay. got canceled. The whole thing shut oh, down. That's, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Woo. Yeah, that's a good thing. So Dune 2 will come out this year now. Yay. Still. And no whatever else with it. I went through a whole phase of uh, watching YouTube videos on Dune. Trying Me to too. understand it. It's Me too. fascinating. Yeah. It's awesome. Like the whole, like so much there is to it. You the should, writer. Oh my God. You should watch David Lynch's Dune because then you'll forget everything you know about Dune and be very confused. Okay. Well, because... The, so the first Dune is only half of the book. Is there only one book? No, no. there's a ton. There's a, there's a lot. Yeah. There's like eight books. It's crazy. And they're all like a thousand pages. 16 movies. Yeah. I mean, they could. Probably. Which Denny Villeneuve, I've heard him say, he was like, he's a huge fan of the first book and maybe the second. As they get a little more psychedelic as they go on, he's kind of less into it. Yeah. So I don't know how much he'll make. But I feel like they could also use that as a source material and then make something better with it, especially after how good the first one was. Because mm -hmm. that's what they did with The Boys. Because mm -hmm. The Boys TV show is apparently a lot better than The Boys, the comic book, especially the yeah. later stuff. I don't know. I just think it's fascinating. Like his sci fi goes in the direction of psychedelics and the mind, mm -hmm. which is so different than so much sci fi. It's not well, that technology. Was like, that was like original sci fi or part of original sci fi. That's the whole idea behind Dune yeah. is, is that. You know, they don't use We're guns evolving. and stuff. Yeah. yeah our technology doesn't, it, it, our technology evolves, but the main evolution is us and our minds see, and how smart see, we can get. Yeah, it's dope. Nope.
Well, last bit of news: Batman Beyond. The this one. Look at that guy. Remember? I know he looks cool. Yeah, they're uh they're gonna be making a new show or something with that. Oh, so they're bringing it back. Cool. I'd like to see a live action Batman Beyond. Actually, uh, have they done that before? You're, uh, in the, one of the TV shows, they had him in for one of the episodes. Yes, they had the okay, guy. Okay, but I want to see him in the future. Oh, I, yeah, they went into the future. It was uh, it was it was one of the last big like CW crossover stuff. They did uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, mm. and that was the same time they also brought in uh, Kevin Conroy to play in a live action Bruce Wayne, which was really cool. That's you showed me that clip. Okay, yeah. so they also do. And he's, like, paralyzed from, like, the legs down because he, like, fought Superman or something. That's cool. And that is the end of the news. So next week, so we're going to do, we're going to, so we picked some movies this week that we watched. But next week, we're going to do, hey, let's pick out some other things from the same decades. Do we all want to keep our decades? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I did my cool. research on my decade. Blaine did so much work. <laughs> I was just putting it out there. Jack just wants to steal my decade and take my research. Disagree. I want to keep my decade. You, you, can keep your, you can keep your decade. So I have the 1970s, Will has the 1980s, and Blaine has the 2000s. So we're going to we're gonna do a deep dive in all these decades. You know what? Movies are good. Well, maybe there were some better movies at certain times you know and maybe we'll also pick if i were to pick your decade what movie would i pick and maybe we'll do a tier list maybe we'll do a tier list and maybe we'll do some other things maybe we'll oh. make a salad mm. of movies from the decades yes <laughs> it's got croutons yay will you want a salad movie nope. movie salad um yeah. no you salad movie guy the croutons from the <laughs> you 70s salad movie guy. <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> You are salad. You are you salad. Like, no, is that like? <laughs> do you just like enjoy salads with your movies? Is only when you're only when you're watching there? certain decades. I, I like my Caesar salad during the two thousands. <laughs> right. I like a garden salad during the seventies. All right, I'm ending it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. Okay, so if you would like to be on this podcast, uh, you know, just send us an email, dukesnukespod at gmail.com. No, and if you want to be on the podcast, you don't have to pick movies or anything. Just pick a theme, and we'll run with it. Yeah, Canadian No, you got to pick your movies. Well, or a theme. But we can... Or a theme. Or you can discuss it with us. Yeah, what we're thinking, we're... We'll we're send it under work. review. We have a lot of stuff to go over, so you might not get picked. Yeah. So many emails to go through. Yeah. Just one Canadian climb. Dude, if Canadian climb responds, dude, you're, we'll fly out here, bro. You're paying, Jack. Oh, great. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, so, yeah, emails dukesupod.gmail.com. Be a guest. Email us your theme. Or your movies. Or your favorite movie salad. Uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else. There happens to be this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Duke's Nukes Pod. Uh, thank you all for editing the podcast. And if, uh, you know, we have anything else, maybe there's an extra clap in there or something. Clap. Good work, Blaine. Uh, thank you, Blaine, for having the dog this podcast is named after. And you didn't do trivia this week. Boo you. Actually, you did a third of the trivia. I did my trivia. You did a third. You get a third of a congratulated Pat. Thank you, random person, for listening. Um, who would it be? The Salad Man. Or woman. It's a woman. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.